The views and opinions expressed in Media Litter Sandwich do not reflect on the views of the network, station, studio, website, sponsors, guests, hosts themselves, anyone or anything else associated or even not associated with this podcast. Maybe not even the person that said them. In other words, do your own research and do not sue anyone over what is said on this show. <laughs> Welcome to Media Litter Sandwich. Uh, today, uh, I am in the basement, means I have a video conference call um, because I'm not in the studio. And please excuse my raspy voice. I just came back from uh, Infocom yesterday, so I got a little bit of uh, concrud on me. Uh, and our guest, um, I heard that you just came back from a little mini book tour and might be dealing some of the same things yourself. Yep. Just got back from Iowa. Had never been to Iowa before. So it was interesting. A lot of, a lot of farms. <laughs> um, and then also we found this casino in the middle of all the farms. <laughs> that doesn't sound like an official casino. That sounds like, oh, here's our uh, pole barn. Uh, it's and uh, <laughs> real and official and okay. it was pretty nice. So, yeah, it was a surprise. But, um, well, well please introduce about... yourself. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Who am I? Um, Brenda Cortez, and I am a living kidney donor and a children's book author. So, you know, I looked at your websites and, and I'm looking at them. You talk about a very, what some may consider a sensitive topic in our kids' books. Uh, go ahead and tell us about that. Yep, it is uh, definitely a sensitive topic. Um, organ donation. So I'm a living kidney donor, as I said. So that's what actually got me writing to uh, writing about organ donation to help other kids. So I donated... Uh, a while ago. Other kids? You, you consider yourself a kid still? <laughs> I do. I, I, I'm a toasterous kid. I ain't never growing up. <laughs> My kids, um, who okay. are actually grown up now, but 14 years ago when I donated, they were in second and fifth grade. So there weren't any resources for them to explain what was, um, you know, what was mom going to do and, you know, donating one of her organs away to another mom. Uh, so that's how I started writing. Um, actually what inspired it all was my daughter wrote her essay. So we're like fast forwarding then like six years, she mm -hmm. wrote her essay to get into college and she wrote about the kidney donation. It was scary for her as a child, but on the other hand, I did inspire her to want to be a better person and help others. So that was kind of the inspiration for me looking back then and said, wow, yeah, there weren't any resources at that time. Uh, and I looked and there really weren't any yet. So I'm like, maybe I should be that one to, uh, to write something and, and help kids. So that's how it all started. Um, and that was my first book, um, came out four years ago. And that one is titled, my mom is having surgery, a kidney story. So it's told from my daughter's perspective, a fifth grader at the time of, um, you know, her being mm -hmm. scared, asking questions and explaining just, you know, some basic things about surgery and, and of course the kidney donation and then the recovery. So that was um, how it started. Um, how thick is the book? Like, is it a lot of writing? Like, it seems like it would have to be detailed to kind of go into that. There's some details. There, there's 11 pages of writing. So there's probably about a thousand words. Um, 
Okay. So, video version is different than the audio version. <laughs> okay. So the first page you just randomly open up to, it, it's not bad. It's like two paragraphs. Yeah. And with obviously kid-friendly size font. Yeah. 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 This one's a little bit smaller than some of the other books. Um, the cool thing is I had sent in some real pictures for the illustrator to mm -hmm. use and kind of go off of. And so that's how we ended up looking that way. I had a froggy robe on in the picture. So some people and think I always <laughs> appreciate um, all things froggy and toad. Um, and you can always <laughs> check out my other videos at toadin.com. <laughs> ah, there you go. Awesome. <laughs> so uh, that book is, it's being used by um, Freighter Transplant Center and a couple others. Freighter in Milwaukee is where um, our transplant liver liver kidney donation took place. So I'm mm -hmm. kind of honored that they're, they're utilizing that as a tool to help other families and, um, you know, online, it, it has its purpose. So it's not necessarily your feel good. You, good you mentioned the hospitals using it as a tool. Yep. Um, does that mean they purchased several copies or it's in like the yes. gift store? Oh, they purchased yes. them. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yep. So yeah. Have other hospitals uh, purchased uh, um, the book? And how do you break into that market? <laughs> it's not easy. It's crazy that every hospital works differently. And some have a budget. Some say, oh, we have to do fundraising. And um, just because it was the hospital that I donated at, it was a little bit easier um, you know, for me to go there. And then there's been some other ones where I just would ask to um, meet with them or, you know, talk to them over the phone. Right. But definitely would love to have it in a lot more hospitals. Yeah. I'm like, I'm thinking like the only way would be donating, um, a you know, a handful of samples to several hospitals and see who, you know, like, Hey, we need more of these. Let's buy more. Right. Yep. So yeah, definitely something that I need to continue to work on, um, you know, getting it out there awareness. Uh, the other probably big thing would be there's some Facebook groups for okay. their closed groups for like living donors. And I know it's been referred to a lot of people that way. Okay. I just want to ask before I forget, before I get too far ahead, who's the illustrator? So that first book, uh, I didn't know who he was. I was working with this publishing company. They didn't, you know, tell me like who the illustrator was. He ended up contacting me then like a year later and said, um, I'm the one that did the illustrations for your book. If you're, you know, looking at doing any more in the future, let me know. He wasn't. Was he credited in the book? Um, he, I think he is like in a really small area in that first okay. one. Um, but then, yep, I decided to go ahead uh, and use him going forward with all yeah. the other books. And uh, it's interesting because he's actually out of the Philippines. So uh. we communicate through uh, Facebook and, you know, messaging and email, but he's just really been great at bringing the stories to life. So um, that's why I've continued to use him. He's just a super sweet sensitive guy uh, he has a little girl and you know he totally understands what i'm doing okay. um dendo i'm gonna mess Contendo. up his name Dindo Contendo. Contendo. <laughs> yep. oh i oh i used to play that all the time as a kid wait no that's not <laughs> nintendo okay so i just want to make sure you got some uh some credit there yeah thanks i appreciate that 
and I'm sure he does too. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so after that book, then people, people were saying, oh, that would be a great book for, you know, children's hospitals. And then I disagreed with them actually. I was like, no, it's really meant for like, you know, the regular hospitals where adults are and if they have kids or grandkids. So I was like, well, I guess I got to write another book then <laughs> to actually help those kids. So um, that's how the second book came about then. Um, but first I wanted to have a cute So character. you didn't think that book was good for kids hospitals. You just wanted to write normal hospitals. Like I, I'm trying to understand what the difference it feels written for. So the um, elementary on, school age, why wouldn't you want it in kids' hospitals? Because in the story, it's not the kid that's having surgery. It's okay. the mom. So then, I mean, and maybe it could help a little bit, but I was like, they probably need one of their own for them going through it. Mm -hmm. So that's why I wanted to have one that it would truly be about them having surgery versus someone else you thought it'd be more relatable exactly yeah yep so then um but and i wanted the cute character so i came up with a saying first um the saying is help others with love and i was like hey that spells out howl as an acronym and it rhymes with owl so he became howl the owl and so he actually became the plush guy first <laughs> video version separate than the audio version it's a cute little plushie yeah so then i had the, a picture of of him once i you know established what he was going to look like uh, and then i was able to send that to the illustrator to you know make sure that he looked that way in the stories then as well so um uh the the first howl the owl book then is howl gets a heart so i chose that he was getting a heart transplant um wrote about Kidney, so wanted to do something just a little bit different. So um, Howell gets a heart. So here's that one. So all the books are the same size for the most part. They either have like 10 or 11 pages of, you know, text and then the pictures. Mm -hmm. So... And the self pub no, these aren't self published. You went through a publisher. Well, I went through a publisher on the first one, and then I went through a different local publisher on the next one because the okay. um, the first publisher they they pretty much went out of business. Um, the owners went to jail for embezzlement. So <laughs> yeah, needed, needed not a happy uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what was really cool with the the next publisher that I worked with and um guy that was there was a few people but the the main guy he's actually a kidney recipient from a living donor so how cool was that yeah <laughs> like we connected then so he completely got you know what i was doing and so it was that was pretty neat um so kind of going forward then i really ended up doing more like half self-publishing and and half <laughs> you know, traditional, almost called a hybrid. <laughs> okay. So, How do you feel that, what's the difference? <laughs> I, I've gotten different answers on this. So, so I'm curious on what your take, what's the difference uh, between going through a publisher and uh, doing it yourself? Well, when I, I had kind of, um, the person that owned that publishing company for the How Gets a Heart book, she her and I didn't get along. So we kind of, you know, 
ended our agreement. And that's not the same guy that I was referencing with. You mostly went through small independent publishing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So after that, then I was like, Oh, I'm just going to, you know, do this on my own. And then, um, it was, it was harder. So I was selling on Amazon, but I was too small to have it like be print on demand and free shipping. Um, and the ebook thing, it was just a lot of work. So especially like it's different if it's just an adult book and there's no illustrations. Um, right. I think it would be a lot easier to do the self-publishing route. But um, so I reconnected then with Mike is the one that he actually bought the company from this lady. So, and you know, he and I, like I said, had a lot in common and he was really great. So I said, Hey, I want to circle back with you and have you help me going forward. And, um, you know, I had already bought like my ISBN numbers. So, you know, I do, um, you know, the own, my own illustrations where there's a difference where if you're just coming in and like, you're going to get a package deal. Um, and, and those numbers, how expensive are those numbers? It really depends on like, how big your book is. Mm-hmm. I would probably say like on a range of, you know, for like a children's book, like mine, maybe it would be like 1500, 2000. And then, um, I can go up to, you know, at least a few grand if you're doing, okay. you know, an adult book with a lot of pages and text. I've heard different numbers. That's why I was curious. Yeah. I, I've heard numbers so ten. I could be 100% wrong, so don't quote me on this. I have heard, I had somebody on the show that told me the numbers are always inflated when you go through a publisher on the ideas on those numbers. Um, he said when he went through the Amazon self publishing, he always got them way cheaper. Of course, he also wasn't no, he did do illustrations in his books as well, actually. Okay. Uh, but not, you know, because it was a, yeah, 230-page book, and I don't remember how many illustrations, so. But anything can change. Everything changes. We never know. Yeah, different <laughs> with who you're working with, too. I always say research, research. I mean, he, he was a he, um, person I'm thinking of really strong believer in self-publishing um and will hire his own editor and became a freelance editor upon after doing it because he could do it and then i've talked to others there just let someone else i will raise all the money i need let me get a publisher that knows what they're doing at least for the first book so everyone's different for sure you learn a lot too i mean i just learned so much going through each you know, with each book. So, um, yeah, I feel like I'm getting better and better with each one and know what I'm doing more and more. <laughs> so you're going on tours. Um, tell me about that. Tell me about the public school tours. So and those have just been local. Um, mm-hmm. one of the first ones that had me come in, um, a lot of times you, you know, you seem to have to know somebody, at least when you're first getting established and, um, so this particular school is, it's an urban school. Um, it's in a suburb of Milwaukee, but it, you know, it's, it's pretty urban. Um, they have, so instead of a STEM day, they have steam day. So science, technology, engineering, they add art for the A and then math. So I was asked to come and be the science for their fifth grade class. And so it was it was pretty neat. Uh, and there was five fifth grade classes. So I literally did my presentation of 45 minutes, um, like five times in a row. And I started by reading 
um, my first book that my mom is having surgery. So they would have an idea of like, well, why am I going to talk about organ donation? You know, Mm -hmm. here's my connection. And so that book is, you know, the fifth grade would probably be like the top level for that book. But I've also had adults say that, you know, they've gotten it for their kids. They've learned, they've learned things as well. (laughs) Um, so with that one, I just, I go in to teach those kids, um, you know, focus more on the science part of it and what organs can be donated. Like what is organ donation? Mm -hmm. What organs can be donated? Um, you know, tissue and cornea and, you know, bone and tendons and different things in addition to the vital organs. Did the kids... (laughs) <laughs> do the kids have to get permission slips signed or anything like that? Because I know for some families, um, especially depending on the religion, that, that that's a very sensitive topic. There's some religions that are totally against organ donations. Majority, I think, are all on board with it from what, what I know. But um, mm-hmm. I don't think that they have to get any um, permission, anything signed from their parents that I was aware of. So. No, okay. I, just you know, part of the curriculum. Curriculum, um, and I honestly hope that it is. You know, that's part of my mission too. Is let's get this in. You know, the curriculum with the the grade school kids. Let's not wait until they're you know in high school if it's even talked about. More so, it might just be talked about a little bit when um, like teenagers are going to go get their driver's license and they have to make that decision. So, yeah. Yeah. But, um, these kids are super intrigued by it. Um, some of the things are like, Ew, like if I, I, you know, show a picture of, um, like just the torso of the recipient and it's, and it's not real. It's, you know, it's just a drawing, um, where the kidney is, you know, coming out of and then going into, into the recipient. So donor and recipient and, uh, one, one group, they made me a bunch of like thank you cards afterwards. So like a month <laughs> later, I get all these cards and uh, it was so cool. And one that always sticks out into my head was this kid. He wrote, thanks for showing us all the guts and stuff. So like they thought that I was showing them guts, but um, yeah. people like these kids were like, I want to be an organ donor. And, you know, I just talk about like getting them excited. Like, Hey, you know, in a few years, you're going to go to get your driver's license. So I hope you remember what you learned here. And they're like, Ooh, think about getting older, you know, driving. And, um, I use a visual, so I do, it's mine's a PowerPoint presentation. And, um, for, for us, we use, I use Miller park. So the Brewers stadium for baseball. And so I have like an aerial view and there's approximately 42,000 seats for um, that stadium. And so I'm like, Hey, who's been to, you know, the Brewer stadium and, you know, majority of the kids have, and I'm like, that's a really big place. Right. And then I said, so to give you an idea of, you know, how many people are waiting for a life-saving organ. So a transplant, it's basically almost like three full Brewer stadiums and then kidneys, the greatest need. So it's uh, pretty much two full you know, someone in every seat, two full stadiums. So otherwise, you know, that's a super big number, you know, it's like 115,000, you know, and then like 90, 95,000 are of that 115 are needing the kidney. So, um, I think it makes an impact with them definitely. Mm -hmm. And that school's had me back four years in a row. 
Very cool. <laughs> they must like it. <laughs> yeah. And then some other, some other schools have me come, um, I've done a couple middle school presentations where I just you know, reference my books and then, you know, kind of do the same sort of presentation. And then there's other ones where it's, you know, kindergarten, um, you know, up through like fourth grade or so. And depending on what the school wants me to talk about, sometimes there was one school where they had had some um, deaths, not, I don't think any of the children had passed away, but like maybe mom or a dad or grandma, grandpa, and they felt that it was very sensitive and wanted me to, you know, not really focus on that much at all. And then right. focus more on the the message of how help others with love kindness, which is um, one of my books is how it helps others. And that one is it really just briefly touches on organ donation a little bit and then really talks more about, the kindness and helping others and there's a bully and he learns his lesson at the end. And okay. Now, before you started um, sending this book around, did you get, now I don't know what your background is, um, <clears throat> but did you get anyone's um, opinions that's maybe in uh, child education or health education or they want to look at from that point of view before you uh, uh, started uh, distribution? Yeah, I, I had, um, with the very first book, you know, like a lot of family and friends that, that reviewed it. Um, and then actually when I parted ways or when the, that original jail and the company went under, then. Uh, can you I, say that again? Um, I lost you for a second. Oh, sorry. Um, with the first book, when that, um, publishing company, when the owners, they went to jail, that company folded. So then. Cause before that I only, I owned my story. I didn't own my illustrations. So then I was able to, you know, for a low price buy and own my own, the whole story and the illustrations. So then I took that opportunity to actually revise the book a little bit. And, you know, now that I had read it a bunch of times and gotten more feedback on it, I did make a few changes to that one. Um, and then like the Howl Gets a Heart one, I ran it by, you know, some people. Um, but yeah, I always want multiple people to give me their opinion, um, you know, have it edited a couple, few more, however many times. Um, the third book, Howl Helps Bella, um, that one's the most sensitive topic of Bella's daddy passes away and he's an organ donor. What does that mean? So it's based on a real story of a family that I met at the transplant games and transplant games are um, kind of like their Olympics that happen every two years. Um, so it's, you know, a, a smaller scale of the Olympics and it's a different city each, you know, each time. So I met them in Cleveland in 2016 and then two months after Bella's daddy passed away. So there's my story. Um, so that would be my most sensitive one, but again, just having people like review it and stuff. I worked closely with, um, Bella's mom on the story, you know, wanted to make sure that it was everything that she wanted it to be and what, you know, happened, although it's not exactly right. how it went. That, 
Christ. Now you said you have had people review it, but what do you mean by that? Have you had like, uh, like, gee, I wonder what a grief counselor would say about this, or I wonder what a guidance counselor would say about this. Yeah. Um, and it, not too much, not really before going to print with it. It was, mm-hmm. it was afterwards on that one. Um, but on the next book, this one that came out earlier this year, um, how learns about kidneys and dialysis. So I, I ended up connecting with a, um, dialysis nurse and I asked him if he would read the story and, you know, tell me like what, maybe I don't have accurate what I need to change. And so exactly what you're saying, um, that's what I ended up doing with that one. And then I'm going to do a, um, a different version of the how gets a heart book where he gets a liver. And that was actually at the request of Phoenix. Or how has all his organs <laughs> changed <Right>? in and out. <laughs> He's running on spare parts. Oh. <laughs> so, um, I did have, um, so I revised that story and now I'm just like waiting on some revised illustrations, but I did work with the local, um, transplant group here, a social worker, um, at freighter and then she also reached out to the um the group at the children's hospital here and so i had to definitely make some changes to make sure it was accurate so so i kind of i didn't do as much of it and uh, you know with the first couple of books but now i'm kind of learning that okay. hey, if i can have somebody you know be expert like review it that that's what i'm doing okay and um if you don't mind me asking, what, what's your background? Like, do you have a um, a day job? You don't have to tell me companies or anything like that. <laughs> just a broad field. Yeah. Um, so my background and um, day job is sales and marketing, mm-hmm. which that's a huge part of, um, you know, promoting a book. So there's a lot of elements to getting a book out and, I think marketing is, is really huge because great. You got a book, but now who's going to know about it. I mean, I think that's the hardest aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for now I work, uh, four days a week. So I had the opportunity to at least, um, go from five to four days to focus more on where I'm at. It's super flexible. You know, I just had a couple of days off to, you know, do traveling. And at some point it's my mission to, um, just, you know, do school visits and work with hospitals and, um, have it be my main, my main focus. So you have mascots as well. You have us people that wear full costumes. <laughs> yep. Howl the Owl is a mascot. Um, he, he, um, I got him basically at the beginning of the year. So he's, made a few appearances. We're working on more. Um, I did a local TV show and he got to meet uh, another mascot for our hockey team here. So it was kind of cool that they were together and, um, some different like races, you know, five K's he's, he's not raced in them, but just been a part of, um, you know, being there. Good attention getter. Yeah. Yeah. And just to really, try to do the brand awareness for, you know, who's Howell the Owl? Like, what does he stand for? So there's, there's the mascot. And then, 
um, back to the plush, he's been, the plush guy has, there's been a few of them in circulation traveling and we call him Howl on the Prowl. And so families have been hosting him. Um, I don't know if you, are you familiar with a flat Stanley at all? Okay. Flat Stanley was like a book character and I don't even know how many years ago this was, but like, I don't know if he became like, it was like a big cardboard of him and people would take him out and, you know, do pictures. And so if people like the traveling gnome or the traveling acts where people take pictures of the thing all over the place. I have a friend that was doing that, uh, Dave Harden, he's been on the show, friend of the show. Uh, he did that with a Donatello uh, Ninja Turtle for a very long time. Oh. And everywhere he went, he had him. And Donatello's met some very important pe- people. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah, I try to bring him um, out. And I feel like I forget sometimes. And then I have a lady who's helping me. She's another living kidney donor she's in indiana and she's really been coordinating all of his travels and then she takes him everywhere i'm like she's a better howl mom than i am (laughs) (laughs) but yeah he's um he's in one of them he's in australia now he's been to antarctica um he's in india right now Um, wow he went to mexico just recently too and then you know a lot of the states around here as well and yeah, he just goes out and about with the, the family and, and tell people, you know, what his name stands for. And usually, you know, also talk about the organ donation side of it as well. So yeah, if anybody wants to host Howl the Owl on the Prowl, um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be related to, you know, being an organ donor or something. You can just take him out if you want to spread his message. Um, so there's a face, there's a separate Facebook page for for that and it's howl the owl on the prowl and then we have a regular facebook page howl the owl and then also his instagram and then um twitter at howl the owl the number three and then his uh web page howl the owl.com does does he tweet or is it just talking about the books or is it like, Hey, I'm Howl the owl. <laughs> does <it> tweet <laughs> a character. He doesn't. That's maybe a good idea. He doesn't tweet in like, I'm first just curious. Person, like <laughs> yeah, but that would probably be cute that he would actually be the one like saying what he's doing. Right. <laughs> and then I've debated too with the, the mascot, you know, should he, talk or make any sounds like hoot hoot and <laughs> it's better if he's just shy he's just quiet and doesn't say he's anything. just quiet let someone else talk for him <laughs> he's having enough trouble seeing as it is oh. it's daytime and he and, and he and he likes he's tired because he's only awake at night yeah yeah <laughs> very true so um the book tour in Iowa that I just did is that one was focused on my most recent book that came out, um, like two months ago now. So it's Howl goes to the races. And so it's based on, um, a real, uh, race car driver, a real NASCAR driver, Joey Gase. And, um, so he's from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. So that's why I went there and, um, he's 
they're doing a race on well, tomorrow, Sunday for Father's Day. So I uh, wanted the opportunity to you know meet everybody in his state and his hometown. And um, I know he's, he's pretty well known there. And, um, <laughs> and he knows of this book, the approve it or yep, you're yep, just like, yep. very cool. <laughs> we work together. Um, he and I had connected through social media. I think it was LinkedIn. Um, you know, just said what I like to connect with all people who are, you know, somehow related to organ donation. And, um, you know, I found out his story, which is his mom passed away um, when he was 18 and she had a brain aneurysm. So unfortunately that's kind of, well, unfortunately, unfortunately, the perfect, um, perfect way to be an organ donor is basically like your brain dead. Everything else is still working good. It's just your brain isn't functioning anymore. Um, so he, his parents were divorced. He had to make the decision if she was going to be an organ donor. And so he did, um, didn't really know that, you know, those were necessarily her wishes found out after the fact when he was able to look at her driver's license, um, that she did have it on there that she wanted to be. So, um, but that's been his focus. Um, he utilizes his race car, the hood to, um, you know, team up with a lot of the different donate life groups in the States that he is racing. And then he has a cool event called handprints of hope. And, um, well, they got to be a part of that yesterday. They did one with Iowa donor network and you get to come and put your handprint on the hood of his car. So here I'll show you. Um, and you can write a message. So that was okay. one in the past. And, and the video version is different than the audio version again. So it has <laughs> the name of the charity. It has uh, a lot of kids handprints. Well, not just kids. It's adults. People. So okay. I was able to, you know, do mine and my mom and, um, and plush Howell actually, he got to do one too with his <laughs> footprints, whatever we want to call that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, no, Joey definitely, uh, approved. It was just, I, I was going to be in Las Vegas at the same time that he was going to be there for the race last September. And I said, Hey, can I come and meet you? And, um, just a little bit before that, it's just the idea came to me, like, let's write a book. So we tie in organ donation just a little bit that, you know, Joey invites Howell and some other transplant kids in the area to the race that day for organ donation awareness day. Yeah. So hopefully we're planting a seed that that's something that could happen in the future. Um, wow. I, I understand this is kind of a sensitive topic and you're, and there's got to be a lot of thought that goes into this to talking with kids because when because if this was like talking to adults i can only think of a sense of humor like i would have on the mascot we'll have like because apparently howell had like three organ donations already so <laughs> he lift up this shirt you just see stitches like maybe the <laughs> stitches are almost a, are almost like playing tic-tac-toe because the doctor's That's, got bored it's one thing it's that a I little morbid my, my idea is a little bit morbid <laughs> I actually did think of like having like real stitches on. Oh like, no! Okay. Um, and that was just for the heart one. So, right. You know, I don't know if kids would be like, "Oh my god," or or like, "Wow, that's gross," or "I want stitches like that." It's, yeah, it could go. I don't almost be afraid away. like that. Like, <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter if I get hurt because I could get an organ donation. Like, I like I feel like that's a goal <laughs> that I don't want the kids to walk away with. Right. And that's 
<laughs> right. And, and hopefully he, no one has. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Um, but right now, how he has only had the heart transplant. Um, the one about okay. kidneys and dialysis, um, that's actually his grandpa Bob that needs the kidney and gets it. So okay. and tried to, you know, focus on something a little bit differently. Um, and then this one really we're focusing on like, well, the dialysis part of it, but doing kind of modern day things where they're searching for a kidney. So real things that have been going on where they do social media posts, need a kidney. Uh, you know, there's a, a banner on their car that they're searching for a kidney. Mm. Um, there's been a lot of different ones. There's a lady that in Milwaukee area, she put up billboards um, that she needed one and you know, use a lot of social media and it worked. She got her kidney. So I would, wow. if somebody is in desperate need of one, I would highly recommend um, doing everything you can. Uh, I know people have worn a t-shirt with it, like on the back, you know, so-and-so, or if they're the one in need of a kidney, like to a sporting event. So at our Brewers stadium, that just happened where someone saw the shirt and said, Oh, I should get tested. And they right. were a marketing at its most desperate. There, exactly. Yep. Yeah. But the billboard thing, I mean, depending on if you're in a, a rural area or, you know, an urban area, you're, you have a better chance if it's, you know, in a bigger city. Wow. This is getting deep. Uh, I do want to remind people um, <laughs> of a good way to donate to charity since we are talking about helping others is using smile.amazon. Uh, that's why I don't put out any affiliate links to Amazon no more. Uh, I ask people to use smile.amazon and my charity of choice is the DV farm. You can learn more about uh, DV farm by Googling that. I believe it's dvfarm.org. And of course I'm on dvradio.net every Tuesday night at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time where I will be in the chat room. Uh, I usually am in the chat room. Last week I was only in it for, at the date of recording, I was in Florida for a conference, so I was only in it for a few minutes, but I was definitely keeping an eye open. Uh, and of course, check out dvradio.net. They got brand new shows coming to there, so check out their schedule. It's a live streaming thing, and uh, they're all about helping veterans. Uh, and they're hiring for more shows. So if anyone's a veteran or a caregiver uh, and you have an idea for a show, go ahead and go check them out or just listen. It's it's, it's really support, uh, a lot of support. And if you just want to listen or watch this whenever, MediaLayerSandwich.com. And uh, we're on pretty much every podcast app. Uh, there's a couple I know we're not on, but if you want us on there, let me know and I'll try again. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Brenda. Go ahead and uh, promote your... Uh, your book again and where oh. to find them <coughs> excuse me so uh you can find them at howltheowl.com and so my page is actually uh, it's part of donate life america's page which is pretty cool so i give some proceeds back to them and then depending on which book there might be some others that get proceeds as well um so if you go to the easiest is the howltheowl.com um Otherwise, the, the Donate Life address is donatelife.net slash books. But I feel like the howltheowl.com is easier to remember. Um, so Donate Life America is on smile.amazon as well. Yes. And I actually just got my email update from Amazon earlier this week. 
that told me um, how much they've donated to Donate Life America so far. So that was pretty cool. I don't know if you get updates like that too. I do. And and I think it's really cool that if I'm like, oh, today I'm going to donate to this thing, I could change it out all the time. Yeah. That's- yeah. Yeah. So I, that's pretty cool. I'm glad that you um, brought that up because I think a lot of people might forget about doing the Amazon smile and supporting their charity or charities that they believe in. So and doesn't cost anything extra. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, howtheowl.com and then Amazon. Those are pretty much the two big places that um, you can get the books. Um, the ones ordered off of the website, How Will the Owl, are the ones that I actually ship out. So um, a lot of times I'll throw in a bookmark, a How Will the Owl bookmark with it. And um, usually I'll end up signing the book as well. And if somebody wanted it signed to someone in particular, they can definitely just shoot me a message and say, you know, I ordered this one and um, if you could, you know, sign it to Lucy or something, but it's been neat to see where, um, all of the books are going to, or, mm-hmm. you know, what, which one they're ordering and where they're coming from. And so I, I liked that I shipped those books out. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. This time we'll go ahead and transition over to the Toad and Reed section of this. So, um, I would like to kind of talk about be close to the subject. So I pulled up a couple of the books there on Amazon. I noticed that there's not like every book on Amazon, at least not easily able to find a couple of them popped up and you don't have a, too many reviews. So this will go pretty quick. Um, and I'm sure you'd, I didn't really look through them, but I highly looking at the, the ratings that you have. I highly doubt we're going to have any negative reviews here. Um, Again, yeah. video version is different than the audio version because I'm actually since we're video conferencing, I do have my screen up, and you're able to read the screen, okay? Yep. Um, let me go ahead and pull up the full. Okay, so this you want to go ahead and read this review from uh, from B from BM. Went ahead and highlighted it. Okay. Yeah. It's really hard for me to see. It's kind of small. Um, (laughs) I probably could use some reading glasses right about now. I could read it if if, if you're having issues. Wow. I'm like, it's small. Oh, does that help? There we go. That helps. Okay. (coughs) So this person said, um, this is the perfect book to help explain my situation to my six and eight-year-olds. I am also donating a kidney to a stranger and they are very concerned. Thank you for writing a book for kids to help ease their minds. Do you so get a lot of comments like that? Um, you know, I do get some, some people I've had a few, you know, that have reached out to me um, directly. They've messaged me through Facebook. You know, if we're not connected, I'll send a look. I'm like, Oh, I have a message from someone I don't know. And, um, you know, just letting me know that um, like one that it was, she donated at the end of the year and then she reached out to me probably like January or February and said, um, I just need to let you know that, you know, I got your, my mom is having surgery book and, um, I forget how old that child was, maybe five. It's interesting of all the different ages for the kids, but she said it was, um, they read it like probably more than 50 times and it just, 
the kid was struggling prior to it, but something just really resonated with him. And actually this might be this, she might've done a review because I, I was looking at the word resonated. I think this is that one. So I didn't realize that she put one out on um, Amazon. So, um, but yeah, she also took the time to let me know personally that it really, you know, helped them. Okay. So, do you want me to read this one? Yeah, go for it. You just <laughs> did a good intro for it. <laughs> um, all right. So this is from Christy. I bought this book for my four-year-old while going through the living donor process. He was having a really hard time understanding everything, and it was hard for me to explain things in a small child way when I was also learning so much. The book really resonated with him. I donated um, December 28th of 18, and he was my biggest cheerleader. I cannot recommend it enough. Oh. So, yeah, that's the one that's been recommended a lot in the, you know, the Living Kidney Donor Group, and there's a couple other. Yeah, um, and those two reviews are both from My Mom is Having Surgery uh, is yep. the book those are from. Yep. So something for me to look at if you're having a hard time finding all of the books on Amazon, I should really look into that. Yeah. It could also have been me just half, half, uh, um, effort searching, but yeah, $10 a book. That's, it's not too bad for, uh, for a kid's book that apparently helps, uh, helps people. Um, there seems to be a lot of parents writing that are going through similar, situations i thought there was a review on this one too hopefully i could edit this for the video so people don't see what my recent purchases were it's like okay there's kidney <laughs> book that's a knife that's a hatchet i don't know what kind of av gear that is uh, <laughs> that's funny why are there chopsticks next to tactical sporks what's a tactical spork so were you searching by my name or by book titles? I think I was searching by your name. Okay. But I could find them all here and the uh, customers who used the site I'm also viewed. So I could see that they are pretty much linked together through that. Okay. Here, I'm, I'm just on my phone also looking up to see how easy or hard it is. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, just a couple quick reviews. We have amazing book. The first one uh, I got the first one as well as autographed. My nephew loves them. Um, another one says excellent children's book. Another great book in the series of children's books about organ donation, cute characters, and well as and well illustrated. So that's a nice compliment to the illustrator. Yeah, and these are these are really cute, bright, and colorful. Um, I do like the Howl gets a heart, how the how the eyes, the heart, and Howl are looking at each other. These are very well. Thanks. And apparently there are other uh, books on illustrations or on, uh, on organ donations. I see another one just popped up. Um, and that one looks a little more scarier than yours. <laughs> I'm seeing like superheroes. I'm seeing organs like jumping around. And yeah. Yeah. I little... never heard of that one. Huh? <laughs> another superhero one. Um. Brent, uh, Brenda has a gift of telling a story and bringing understanding, hope, and strength to our children. Well done, Brenda. Oh, that's really nice. Thanks. And here's another one just gives props to the entire series. Um, 
Not sure what else I can read here unless I want to make fun of the superhero one again. <laughs> That's not yours. I think there's some um, reviews that were also shared on uh, the, my webpage, the howltheowl.com one. Mm-hmm. So, and some like from the transplant center. Um, so yeah, different, I have worked with a few different children's hospitals as well. Uh, it definitely helps if I'm able to meet with them. Uh, I was able to meet with Riley children's in Indy and they ended up buying a lot of the Howell gets a heart book. Um, I was able to meet with Nevada donor network. So they're the organ procurement group for the state of Nevada. And, um, they do an annual donor remembrance ceremony. So they bought a bunch of the Howell helps Bella book and then had me come out and be a part of that and sign the books and give them out to the families with kids that came. Um, they're doing something pretty cool. They have a donor mom that's starting a mobile library out there. And so they want to support her with her, you know, adventure and get books about organ donation in this mobile library. So they're going to be buying a bunch of, you know, variety of my books to, to put in there as well as the plush guy. Um, and I will say that if anyone is interested in the plush howl, uh, he's been out of um, inventory for a while, and I'm hoping that I'll have him back, um, and I'll have a bunch of them, to, so he'll he'll be available hopefully in like a month or two. But um, it's just been a big learning process for me because where I was getting him through discontinued him, so I kind of had to start from square one because he has a specific look. Right. And that's is a trademarkable look, I assume. I I don't know if you trademarked them, but Yep, the um he's in the process. So yeah, you copyright the books and then trademark um the the saying, you know, howl the owl help others with love and then also his image. Mm-hmm. So yes, all a big learning process as well. So <laughs> Yeah. So how, how do you um, approach the hospitals and do they like, do you have a press kit that you uh, email to them or mail out or? Um, a lot of it has been email and I did have some um, warm introductions from a group called CODA children's organ transplant association. So they get some proceeds from the heart book. And um, so they have connections with, you know, the different children's hospitals. And so I was able to do that. Um, but otherwise it's, yeah, if you don't really have that direct connection, it's, it's kind of hard, but, um, it's been on my list to actually send out, you know, a book, like let's send out, Mm -hmm. you know, to a transplant center, you know, my mom is having surgery or the new kidneys dialysis one. Um, you know, kind of just, that would be your, the marketing tool. So yeah. <laughs> something I need to, I need to work on, but it's, I wish it could be my full-time job right now, but right now it's not paying the bills. <laughs> See, now I just want to do like a parody one of like, uh, um, uh, of uh, a similar mascot, but his parents are like his father or uncle's a vet and he's got to go to the VA hospital and, and he's like, oh, that guy's got an amputated leg. It's like, and just cussing everywhere he looks. <laughs> 
he's like, oh, does the, he was like, he lost his leg. Oh, he knows where it is. It's just not in country. But don't worry. He'll take this one off and beat you with it if you get out of line. <laughs> huh. Interesting. I don't know if that would work for a, for a kid's thing, but, but it'll go very well in the VA. <laughs> you know, that would honestly, that could be a, if we don't go that route, but <laughs> it could be a future how book. Um, there's so many things that we could write about, you know, these difficult, you know, topics, situations, um, you know, an amputee wheelchair, um, just, and then there's always the, like, okay, do we want to have it be where it's Howell himself or do we want to have it be right. where it's, you know, Howell's, you know, somebody he knows, um, cancer, you know, same thing. So there's so many different books that I could write to help kids understand these how's on caffeine pills because all his books take place during the day (laughs) (laughs) sorry i'm just (laughs) (laughs) he drinks a lot of monster energy drinks (laughs) no wonder he needed a new heart man too many energy drinks that ain't good for you (laughs) actually i guess that's not good for your kidneys no there is something posted that it takes like i forget how many like liters and liters of water to flush that out of your system just like one energy drink so i was like oh. wow that's really scary well thank you for coming on uh really appreciate it well thanks so much for having me and um letting me talk about the the organ donation, you know, subject that not everybody wants to talk about, especially, you know, for kids. Um, but hopefully mm-hmm. um, more and more schools will want to have me come and we'll talk about it because kids are definitely intrigued. And, and public libraries as well. I see a lot of libraries have uh, have events and, uh, you know, still. Yep. yep. We were at one um, in Iowa on Thursday. That's where Mascot Howell made his appearance. But yeah, I've been lucky that there's been people that want um, the book series in their local library. So they've purchased it and donated it to to the library. So that's been helpful too. Um, What's the best website to uh, send people to? HowellTheOwl.com. Yep, they can check out each book there, order it, um, you know, get a little background on my story and you know a little bio on each book as well well thank you again coming on and of course i'm toden on toden.com uh media sandwich.com you can find my twitters and facebooks mostly toden or toden k and uh media layer sandwich is on dv radio every tuesday which is also on TuneIn app or you can just listen to the podcast on TuneIn or stitcher or podbean or podknife or itunes if that's still a thing or whatever they're using now or the google thing or pretty much everywhere where you can find a podcast or on youtube you can watch the video version or just go to the website sir podbean also has a video version as well i tried to include the video link in the podcast sometimes it doesn't always go through but i definitely try to do that uh thank you for listening thank you for watching i hope you enjoyed our discussion and may the algorithms be in your favor